Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of Roll 'em If You Got 'em. We have now entered double digit territory. I'm joined here with Dakota, as Hello. usual. Hey, everybody. Uh, someday we'll probably have some special guest on here. I know we've talked about it. Um, I was ho- we were hoping to have someone on who was going to Adepticon, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, I know I've mentioned uh, talking to Carl from Peacekeeper Games a couple of times about trying to do some uh, content creator mashup kind of stuff. So that's kind of all in the works. And then one other, last thing I wanted to mention before we get started here is the the commercials that you know we have um steers uh moccasins the the commercials haven't come along as quickly as we'd hoped because ted our wonderful commercial guy he's in i'm like 99 sure he's in the medical industry he's been a little busy the last month so that's yeah. why we haven't been able to follow up on any more commercials yet yeah and obviously uh somebody working is more important than a uh, commercial i will allow it (laughs) reluctantly reluctantly we'll we'll reluctantly allow it so today we are bringing an ncu episode in originally the plan was to do like three point ncus four point ncus five you know similar to what we've done with the unit and it just it didn't feel right so instead we broke it down into six different categories of ncus taking into consideration point cost and how they work within their faction and kind of taking in everything. Uh, Dakota, would you like to break down those six different categories for us? Yes. Okay. So the categories that we came up with, um, we kind of had to figure out really what all of them were doing. Um, We have heal, we have card draw, we have buff, we have debuff, we have control, and then we have finally versatility. Um, The versatility category it's kind of the mixed bag of where it's NCUs that can do a couple different things or, you know, maybe like a once per game type of thing. So there's a lot of different things in that versatility one. It was almost turned into like a catch all, but it makes sense once we start going through which ones are in there. Right. I do agree. It kind of felt like this is a really nice NCU. Like I really enjoy this NCU, but I don't know where to put them. And I'm like, well, I guess that means that they're versatile. If they can Mm -hmm. fall into Let's look at Craster, for example. He falls into card draw. He falls into a little healing. bit of control. He falls into healing, but I would say a little control because like, you're like, oh, I'm going to put him here to block you, and I'm not going to take that zone. I don't care about that mm-hmm. zone. I'm going to do his card thing instead. So people with stuff like that kind of fell into the versatility sort of deal. Yeah. Um, all right, so the first category that we're going to go in, we're going to kind of go from maybe the fewest NCUs to more NCUs and more maybe complex. So the first one we're going to do is obviously the heal category. So there's only three NCUs in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just go first. Um, actually, I'll just read my list from the from bottom to top. That's what I was um, thinking also. Just, yes. just the three. Um, so my number three in it was Tycho. My number two was Eddard, and then my number one was Eamon. Um, it's pretty, I think it's pretty easy to look at these three and just rank them in that order. Tycho is giving you a once per game ability that only gives you five heals. Eddard, he gives you three tokens where he can either do six to 12 heals, just depending on um, dice rolling and then like what rank you're on. And then Eamon, he can just do a lot more. I think it's 
one plus one rank you're down so you basically every time if you're at full ranks it's going to give you two so throughout a game that turns into 12 and if well, you're on your one own, it's one. one yeah it's one plus one for each missing rank so if you're at full ranks oh yeah so it's i mean his his gets a lot more i mean yeah is, is basically sure. what i'm saying um his max is just a lot more um also he just works super well at that night's watch where it's like you're doing a lot of stuff to him and then all of a sudden like he heals them like he does really well healing those expensive units mm -hmm. um my list i did three eddard two tycho one Amen. i put tycho above eddard because tycho's doesn't require anything to happen yep. it's just start of my turn hey i get to give out five so i might be i, I might be bringing five units up an additional rank mm -hmm. you know if they're all hanging out right at that four eight four or eight kind of level or but if you yeah if you tyco and then take the wealth zone you just did eight heals and that can really change the course of a game and there's not as much setup i guess you could say with Eddard. even though Eddard's is pretty simple starks yeah. have good morale they're likely to pass charges those are the triggers for his so mm -hmm. yeah and i think they're kind of both he works really good right with there. one of their better commanders, I think, in the uh, Brendan Tully. I mean, he just works really well in that list because Tully's got auto pass morale cards, so you're automatically p passing. And then when you buff, um, heal up, you know, more expensive units, I think it's better. I mean, it's one thing to heal an expensive unit than it is to heal an in inexpensive unit. Right. Um, that makes sense. All right. So the next category then we'll go to is the card draw category. Um, Carl, why don't you take this one? So at number four, I put Sansa because hers is just, it's one card. It is nice getting to use a card, you know, potentially three times throughout a game, but I went Sansa, Eldon Estermont, Tyrion Lannister, and Bowen Marsh. Uh, Eldon is, you can get so many cards in your hand with that guy. And really only, you only have to put one at the bottom, but it is a replace effect. Tyrion is the plus one hand size, so he doesn't have to do anything. Tyrion makes a great third into you because he can do everything on his card without ever touching the tactics board, if need be. When he activates, he can get your, make your opponent discard a card. He gets two of those a game, which is a, I guess you kind of make the argument for like, versatility slash maybe a debuff there but his thing is like you just forever get plus one card mm -hmm. he doesn't have to do anything to get you that plus one card nothing you just have it and then bowen marsh is nice with the draw two pick one but he also gets the zone so you see bowen marsh to the tactic zone is a extremely common move amongst night's watch players and leads to night's watch players having half their deck in their hand if not mm -hmm. more sometimes yeah um i'll basically agree mostly with that list i have sansa Tyrion, eldon and then bowen at the top okay. um, yeah sansa once a game uh obviously she got nerfed a little bit not being able to take an unused card so you're only getting to reuse one um i had Tyrion at three just because yes that plus one is good but sometimes i feel like you even if you don't have that plus one, you almost get caught with plus one in your hand without discarding. Because if you take like that tactic zone first and you're like, nah, I don't really want to get rid of any of these cards because they're good in the next round. 
that plus one almost like loses its effect. True, true. But and then Lannisters have a very, very easy time getting cards out. Correct, correct. So, um, but also with that, even you mentioned it, kind of how he's that like good third NCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I put Eldon ahead of him because building my Renly list, I feel like I'm dropping Eldon in every one of them just to get more card draw, and he's a three pointer, so it's easy to throw him in and get hit, get what he wants to do. Yes, he's a replace effect. But that that's really good, I think, in like that first second round where you're trying mm-hmm. to maneuver on the battlefield, and it's just like, sure. all right, I I want more cards. Like I just want more cards. Um, and then Bowen, obviously number one. I mean, his is really strong. Um, just in general, I mean, every, everybody has seen him played. Um, it's a good thing I think they moved him actually up to four points. Um, yeah, he's still perfectly fine at four. Yeah, points. he's he's still good. I mean, I know you. Last game we ran with him, you had, I think, like 11 cards in your hand in the second round, easily. I think so, yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty similar list. I mean, obviously, we had, like, one difference there. Um, but, yeah. All right, so the next category, then, is going to be the buff category. Um, why don't we, for this one, just go back and forth real quick on each one as we go up, just because there's... Um, that works. Quite a few more actual NCUs in this category. I also um, think we're going to probably not agree as much on yes, I, the I rest would... of these categories. Yeah, those those first couples are pretty simple. Yeah. Um, here on out, it might be a little different. Okay. All right, so I will go first. So my, it would be number nine. I believe there's nine NCUs in this category. I have Davo Seaworth. Oh, you did all nine? I only did top five. Oh, yeah, I did all nine. Um. Uh, yeah, I did nine. I just did them all. Well, why don't you go ahead and you'll give us your nine through six to um, get us started. I'll do just my bottom. We'll just do top five together. Yep. <laughs> okay, so I have Davos at number nine. Uh, just quickly, he's only got like a two token, and it's for passing charges. Um, that's good. I think it should maybe be like a three token type of deal. Um. I don't know how much I'll get use out of that as a four-point NCU. I think they ha- the Stannis side has a better four-point NCU that I would take more often than him. Um, above him, then, I had Donald Noy. Um, same thing. He's like a three-token game, and he's only buffing defensive saves, which is really good, but you're going to get attacked quite a bit. Like, the SL help you get to late game, but eh, still a little, maybe a little weak in my boat. I'm not a huge fan of any of them that have like a limited amount of tokens um, in themselves. Okay. Um, the next one I had up was um, Corn Halfhand. Um, man, look at all the Night's Watch hate here. Uh, not, it's not Night's Watch hate. I just they got like they got some good stuff at some other points. Um, plus one movement, plus one die, with a late game ability to shut an opponent's unit. Just just turn them off. Yep. Uh, it, it gives you the little bit of buff with the movement and the die. Um, but then you could like, you could kill him and then lose him. Cause you could be like sitting in round three on your heels. Like I need to kill him to turn off a unit and then you just lose him. So it's not, that's where I think he kind of falls short. It's like, you're going to remove him from the game. Okay. To really get his full effect. Um, even though like his buff is, uh, is only a little bit, but it's still pretty good. Okay. And then I guess my number, my next one up, which would be the last one we had different. I have um, GR Mormont. Uh, 
yet again, I really like him, but he's also based off of what zones you control. Like mm-hmm. you have to control a specific zone to get him to work. Yes, you can like take maybe the majority of them when you activate, but it's still, you know, based off of one of three zones. You know, yeah. that you're getting. And I feel like those buffs that you get from them zones, like yes, they are zones that Night's mm-hmm. Watch players commonly want, anyways. Yep. But the those bonuses aren't that great. Um, the my the maximum of one wound from failing a panic test, that one's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that work with cut them down? That that's like. I feel Doesn't like that's... matter, right? You're only taking yeah. one wound. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's that's how I was reading it too. Like that mm-hmm. one's really good. Um, after defensive dice are rolled, automatically block one hit. Yeah, I mean that's. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then can't be targeted or affected by enemy tactics card or NCU abilities. That okay. One can, that, that one's pretty good. Um, depends on what your opponent brings to the table. If exactly. They, yep. Yeah that 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 one could never come into play. You know, mm-hmm. if they bring, if they're using, um, if they're like they're using free folk, like let's mm-hmm. say they bring Steyr and Lady Val and Craster, like none of them NCUs. Well, I guess Steyr could technically influence your unit, yeah, but, but that, when that's it not comes time for combat, Steyr's gonna influence a free folk unit. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Um. I, I had him as the best Night's Watch one just because he doesn't his I feel like his are just a little bit more powerful than Corrin and it doesn't base off it's not based off of tokens like uh Noi is. I, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the expendable tokens. I know I have Eddard Eddard has them. I think his are a little different, but I'm still not a huge fan. I'm just the tokens where it's like very limited amount, I don't like. I usually am always like, oh they need like one more to i think be valuable you could give varies 10 more and i'll still fail <laughs> yeah but, yeah um, okay well my buffs okay because i only did top five my number five is corn half hand okay uh i feel like the plus one movement plus one die i mean we're talking sworn bros at six movement rolling nine dice crit blow and sundering i'm in mm-hmm. I, i'm 100 in or if we're talking about the Ranger Hunters who are going to get probably two attacks plus one die. I'm, you know, my retreat, they're getting crazy range out of that free retreat. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And let's, let's go ahead and do that. Um, look at corn half hand. Like I look at the, his, that kill him to do the uh, activated enemy unit kind of thing. I look at that as an insurance policy to where it's like, okay, if I need that, it's great to have it. But as far as I'm concerned, like just as an NCU plus one movement and plus one attack die in a, an army that has okay movement and has pretty good attack dice. Like we're just turning things that they do already. Well, just turning them up. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of the new Corrin. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of him too after his change. Um, I think he can be really good. Um, it's just the, ins- for me, still, it's the insurance policy where it's like you're not, you might not use half his card in a game for four points. Well, that's, that's very true. That's, um, yeah, you might not uh, use half. 
All right, so then my number five was I had Daenerys Targaryen. Um, okay, it's a respectable number five. She, I know that there. I I've heard that like she isn't really great at four points. I've played against her and she's amazing at four points. I um, love her. Whenever you see veterans free maneuver nine inches, it's worth it. Um, <laughs> just like, one time. You, yeah, you only have to see I, that one time. You're like, uh, yeah, she's good. Yeah, yeah. Like when you see that once, like obviously there's some other cards and you know playing a factor and all that. Yeah. But she's. I, I just. I think her adding the one movement to the Dothraki, like they're hard to catch, but now they're even harder to catch. And now all those things where it's like, oh, like they're charging. They they need to roll a three plus. Now they only need to roll a two plus, mm-hmm. and they get to re-roll it. So she's just making them do better at what they want to do automatically. It's kind of like what Corrin's doing. Like, obviously, he's making them attack better, but she's just making them move better and then, like, charge better. We're never going to disorderly. So do her and um, Davos do the same exact thing? But, Um, oh, no, because he doesn't even grant plus one movement. No, he does not. He's just a reroll. Yep. And she's a reroll also, right? I believe so. I am actually going to pull her up to confirm that. Yeah, I'm checking right now. I'm pretty sure she is. Uh, influence may plus one dice and reroll any charge distance dice. Yeah, so she yep. is a six times a game Davos mm-hmm. with plus one movement. But really, she could even that could even be more than six because if you factor in like an overrun, yeah, or you know the veterans free charge like free attacking and then charging and then killing and then just activating and charging and then overrunning like she's just worked and four times also illyrio maybe you illyrio that unit mm-hmm. that has danny on them and yeah absolutely like she just it just spirals with her yep um which is you know like me explaining her at number five spot is why davos is the last yes um, <laughs> where i just said all that good stuff you're like oh it's a spiraling he doesn't do that um all right so going to your number four then who do you have number five? Oh, Danny. I have Danny. Danny. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, I actually don't have Danny in my top five. Okay. I was just reevaluating my number four. I'm like, should she be number four? But I'm like, ah, I think she's my number six. Okay. Be, you know, because there's, she's like, she just does her thing. She gets mm-hmm. the zone also, but she kind of just does her thing. Uh, my number four, I put Salise and Shireen. I actually had them at four also. Okay. Mm-hmm. One, because the roller units are t- t- at least conceptually right now, we haven't really got to see mm-hmm. them rolled out much yet. Seem like they're going to be very, very, very important to Stannis Baratheon. Yep. The the roller Stannis. I can't, I don't know which one's which right now, but whatever. Uh, they seem like they're going to be very important. And then giving them a, the ability to take wounds, to deal extra wounds, like, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something that you don't have to declare until after you roll your attack dice. So if you roll your attack dice and you're like, man, if I had just a little bit more, I think I could probably kill this guy. You know, you're kind of doing the numbers in your head. He's going to block this many. He may or may not fail the panic test. Like, yeah, let's go ahead and let's just put one extra wound on you. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just in case. Or if, you know, they're really close to dying. You're like, I want to like dead you twice. Mm-hmm. I want this unit gone from the game and you're just going to dump it on them. Like, there you go. Maybe you're using those D three wounds on 
because you took the free attack zone and now you're just using that to do other things like stag knights where you're like well i want to take some wounds to so my next attack is a little better so on and so forth mm-hmm. yeah Salise and shireen i think they're just gonna be very very important to the roller faithful kind of list yeah i would agree with that i i like them too just because it's going to be that auto wound so you could put her mm-hmm. on like some storm crow archers where they're going to hit like only three dice and then you're like all right i want to add her in like i'm at full ranks i can take three wounds to deal you three wounds and then to make sure you're getting a panic test because like they're free attacking off of either the attack zone or the well zone and then you got to counterplay me on that and then all of a sudden they're getting two attacks and they're really like spiraling some damage out of control i uh, just that one unit but she's also i mean she's really like a they're like a tactical approach that you don't have to draw and you can just put on any unit that you need to um but you're gonna take a couple wounds yeah i just realized that it is not melee attacks it is any attacks Mm -hmm. yeah wow yep so they're at number four yeah i mean they're they're pretty strong and they're, they're granting the affiliation which we don't know a lot about yet but it'll presumably be good Right. Seems like it's going to be important. Your Um, number three. All right. So I really actually had my two and three at a tie. I feel like they're both equally as good, but they work on just different types of units within their faction. And they're from the same faction, so it's going to kind of give away who they are. So they're Um, both Starks. Yep. I have just Roderick and Catelyn Stark at Mm. my two and three. Um, Catelyn, she works well at just pulling tokens off. And then letting like berserkers swing at full ranks, or even anybody else swing at full ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, Roderick, he's obviously granting critical blow, which is good on every unit except for like sworn swords because they already have it. So you Catlin three, Roderick two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I Roderick two also. My three, I have Donald Noy. Okay. And that is because the. Uh, if you're running vets, you can potentially, probably at some point in time, be blocking on a two plus for that counterattack. It's like getting a free attack in. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you can get vets engaged with something, um, berserkers, cutthroats, maybe free folk raiders, um, savages, you know, whatever. Something saving on like a five or a six. Mm hmm where them hitting you is potentially going to do more damage to them than it does to you. I don't know if Free Folk Raiders was a good example because they're only rolling six dice, most likely, mm-hmm. yeah. or five or you know whatever. You're going to want to do this against something, Berserkers, Cutthroats. People are going to roll a lot of dice. You get to block a lot back. Yeah, I mean, It's basically a free attack. Yeah, it, it, it can turn into that, yes. I, I agree with that. Um, and then if you need him for like, oh man, like I'm going to try to boost up these sworn bros a little bit, get them saving on a three here, or maybe to offset some sundering. You yeah. have that option also a few yep. times a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just, I just had them at two. Cause I, I, I honestly, I put Roderick at two and then I was like, well, I don't think Catlin's worse. Usually it's between me. It's like, what do I think I'm going to play in this game? It's like, like I like Catelyn against Free Folk a lot because mm-hmm. obviously like a Mance Raider, like she can like negate him really well. Um, Is he going to make your a debuff list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, like she does well against that. Well, Roderick, he can do well on like outriders and putting him on berserkers where all of a sudden they have crit blow and sundering and 
a lot of dice. Like he can make it, he can make them really intense. Yes. Um, which I think is good. Like I couldn't, I couldn't really, for me, I couldn't put one without the other there. They're just, right. they're just doing really good things for themselves. So, and they just feed into what the Starks want to do and just killing things. So we agreed on four and two, and obviously we're going to agree on one here. Yep. Uh, the, the man up north with the most comfortable moccasins <laughs> in the realm, Dr. Steer. Yeah. He's yeah. obviously an amazing buff com- or uh, NCU. <laughs> the, uh, even at four points, like mm-hmm. when they bumped him from, this guy used to be three points. Yeah, like. he was three points. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you you get the deal, D3 wounds on an attack, and then you take D3 hits back. You pair that with the buff to the giant, and your favorite NCU to take when you took giants just became your favoriter NCU to take with your favoriter giants now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, the good just got better. Or the good just got great yeah that's what we're going for here mm-hmm. yeah putting him on giants first off is just nuts in, in itself because he's just adding more wounds but then even if you say you're not even running giants putting him on a raider unit yeah. you're like you're not going to hit a lot but you're going to get at least one wounded to make me make a panic test yep which can be more deadly than you actually doing something because you could like right. flank charge me and then drop one wound because you miss or i block them all and i still fail that panic test and take four wounds Right, especially in like a weeper list, just getting me a guaranteed panic test might be all I need. Yep, absolutely. And I don't even think his his negative is nothing. Like taking D3 hits when he comes off, that's nothing. Even for putting him on a unit of raiders, because, I mean, even if you take one hit, like it's not unreasonable to roll a five on one hit, like five or better, you know, so you could take nothing. I mean, I know anytime you play it, you probably pull him off and, there's not a lot of hits coming. I mean, there's only one to three mm-hmm. hits, but you're not taking wounds off those hits. And you're not taking panic tests from it either. Yep. Yeah. It's so just, it works. I, I, I don't feel like there's a negative on him. Like, yes, there is, but really his more taking hits is important when round one, you put him on a dire wolf and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, here's three hits on your dire wolf. And are like, crap, I got it. Yeah. I hope they don't die. Right. You get to chuck up that little hail Mary the mm-hmm. beginning of the game and hope which you're going to do which you'll do anyways because he doesn't benefit you and influence your own unit at the beginning right mm-hmm. right um all right so that was our whole buff list so now into the debuff list um which once again i only did my top five so if you okay. want to do your nine through six well there's only six of them so oh perfect well what's your number six um so my number six is cersei lannister okay i had her only reason i had her at six is she's only debuffing like she's debuffing morale which is really good but like i don't she can't i mean she can't spiral with her things like she's really good at number six but with everybody else on this list it's like yeah they're they're just a little bit better or they're like a little bit better i mean she's really good i could almost i mean if she was in any other list if it was just like straight up she'd probably be our top six overall but she's just six compared to everybody else on this list i think Gotcha. Uh, she is my number five. Okay. Um, it's she. What she does is so important to that faction. Yes, it is. Yes. And panic is such a damage dealer in the game. 
I mean, some games, panic does more damage than attacks do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hits and blocks. So, yeah, she's, you know, she's like the special teams of, yeah. of A Song of Ice and Fire here. If attacks are your offense, blocks are your defense, and panic is your special teams, she's your special teams coordinator. Yeah, absolutely. She's she, deciding where this negative goes because in your head, when you activate her, you're like, all right, I think I can get two or three panic tests on this one unit this round. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put her here and then try to get these panic tests, whether it be from attacking other units, like other units attacking the unit she's on or her crown zap or a little bit of both. The, Lannisters have the crossbowmen, so mm-hmm. you see a ranged unit in Lannisters often. Their crossbowmen are pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's just one more panic test potentially on that unit. I got her at number five. Yeah, I, yeah, I think she's really good, and she does all the things well. Um, but my number five, the reason he he is at number five is because so I have Pycelle. Okay. I have him at five. Just because he is three points and putting weakens on everything just works for whatever. Like, you can, if you put him on the tactic zone, you can throw out two weakened tokens if you want. If you put him on whatever zone you want to do, you can place a weakened token, which I think is one of the best tokens in the game. It's good defensively. It, you know, it can help you not take that many wounds. And then all of a sudden you're triggering Lannister Supremacy and dealing more wounds back because of a failed panic test where you only maybe took one wound off because of defensive saves and the weakened token. I think that's really good, and it's because he's three points. So it's kind of the point difference that bumps him a little bit. For sure, nine tokens out of ten that I give out are a weakened token. Mm -hmm, Yeah. If I have the option to pick any token you want, I'm picking a weakened token most of the time. I have Pysel. He's my number four. Okay. Um. So my number four, uh, all right, well, so you had Cersei at five, I had Pycelle at five. My number four then um, is Tywin. Okay, Tywin would be my number six. He's the my okay. one that didn't make this list. He, the one thing is with him, yes, he's a once a game for four points, but you can say at the beginning of a round, that unit is doing nothing now. Almost. I mean, you can basically say they're losing all abilities. Here's three tokens on them. Good luck. And it's for the round. So if you're like, all right, this unit of Tully Cavaliers is going to destroy this unit on a flank charge. And you're like, no, they're not. And it just kind of like mess up the entire game plan of your opponent. Um, He's not beginning a round. He's beginning of turn also. Right. Okay. Yeah. Any any turn. Any turn. My turn. turn, your turn. Doesn't matter. But it lasts throughout the round. So usually it's going to be near the beginning of the round. Yes. Yeah, probably. But it gives it at least gives the Lannister player the ability to not telegraph it. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Yes. Um, um I yeah. Pycelle, Cersei, Tywin, those three, you could put any of them at four, any of them at six. The argument could be mm-hmm. easily made. Because when you first look at him, you're like, oh, man, he's a, he's a once per game, like four points. Like mm-hmm. Sansa's a once per game, three points. But when you use him and you just nuke something and mm-hmm. you know your opponent had a plan and you just Tywin bomb it 
and then you Tywin's mad dog in the mountains men charge that thing and things can go to hell in a handbasket real quick yep Mm -hmm. it's it's so thematically perfect also which is just gorgeous that's i think one of my favorite parts about this game is the how thematically perfect things are sometimes that tywin's just like you know he is what brought house lannister up from basically being a mocked laughing stock of some of the houses when he drowned the reins of castamere in their caves do you know the story yeah yes i do it's castamere okay yeah so if anyone doesn't know go to youtube and just look up like the reins of castamere the reins were a house Mm -hmm. in that story and that was kind of tywin's coming to head house lannister and it's a it's great but anyhow yeah, I, I would agree with that. Tywin, Pycelle, Cersei, any one of them could be, you know, the six to four. Mm-hmm. They all work just really well with the faction. Like, there isn't anything wrong with any of them. They're all really good. They're all worth their points. Um, the only reason they're six to four is because the top three are annoying. Like, so they're annoying. annoying. They're annoyingly debuff. Uh, I... It's like, peep, like, ugh. These are probably so, these are probably the three of the most frustrating NCUs in the game, in my opinion. I haven't went up against Melly yet. I'm pretty sure I'm going to in the morning tomorrow when we play. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure yet. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna see Melly. And the amount of time I've spent staring at lists going, how in the hell am I gonna deal with her? I have no idea. <laughs> so what's your number three let's okay. let's just see so, the list right. so my number three i have mance raider um Ooh, i put okay. him at three because he is i have played against him and he's been extremely annoying for me i've used him and he's been extremely annoying for my opponent the one thing is is he can be counterplayed pretty well if you can pull tokens so he can't like straight out turn a unit's abilities completely off but he can like numb that unit up where they're a non-factor Mm-hmm. easily like to get that abilities off um and you know it's going to take a couple activations and it's going to take you not getting tokens taken off yourself it can just be you know an annoyance okay so he was my number three uh my number three i have walter Frey. okay because you can mitigate him like he's gonna do his wound it's only one wound fine whatever obviously him shutting off your abilities is the annoying part mm-hmm. but you know it, it, yes if your hand is forced into taking the crown zone hopefully you have an ncu with some versatility to them to where you can take that crown zone but still benefit your army to at least block walder Frey half the time mm-hmm. yeah he is five points so i get letting him basically just be first player and get to do his thing but I put him at three because of the success I've had with Mance Raider and because Melisandre is just haunted my dreams the last couple of days trying to figure out how in the hell I'm going to deal with um, her. Okay, so, so Frey at three. Okay, um, so I have two. I have Walter Frey and Melisandre left. So what is your number two? My number two is Melisandre. Okay. I got Mance Raider at number one. Okay. 
I have um, myself, I'll talk about Walter Frey. I have him at two. I have Melisandre at number one. Okay. Um, I have Walter Frey at two. Walter Frey is ahead of Mance for me just because he's easier to use. Because like if you're first player, you don't need to take that crown. He works. Um, if you're second player, you can manufacture pretty easily, I think, with different factions getting that crown zone. I mean, with Baratheons, you compare him with uh, Florent. And then just when you're second player, you can just pop one of his tokens and flip him onto um, that crown. You can, if you run him with Baelish, you can, if you say you're the first one, you can put, you know, or how does it work? I figure like, if, you know, you can pair him with Baelish if you need to. Yep. And it works pretty well. He just, he works with other ones. And then even if you pair him like with Joffrey, you don't need to worry about taking that crown because you control the crown all the time. Right. right. So, I mean, you don't need to worry. I like, I feel like he's a lot easier to use than Mance. Just because it's like, all right, if I claim my correct zones, it doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, so, I, I'll talk about my Mance Raider, and then we can mm. talk about Melly together. Mm. I've just... I've had so much success with him. And I've seen him be the deciding factor almost in games. Like if you were to look at the whole course of the game, like what was the leading cause for my success? You're like, Oh, Mance Raider NCU. Mm -hmm. There are very, very, very few things I consider an auto include anymore. Mance Raider NCU and free folk is an auto include for me before Steyer. I think Mm -hmm. just because he brings something to the faction that it doesn't have elsewhere. And he's something your opponent has to deal with. Yep. If you choose to not deal with him, fine. But you're not going to be making that choice long because this game's probably going to be over soon. Yep. It's There's enough to deal with with Free Folk already. Having a seven, eight, nine point unit with no abilities is not the way that you want to try to play against free folk. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then say you put him on that nine point thing. And then for whatever reason, I have to activate them in charge or attack or do something without my abilities. And I don't do great on the attack. And then you're like, all right, like I can expend that weaken token. No big deal right now. You could just pop the weaken token and then take nothing from that attack. And now you're engaged. It it can snowball. Mm -hmm. Yes. He's a terror. I felt bad putting him at three, but I just thought with the ease, ease of use of Walter Frey, and then when we decided to put Melisandre in debuff, changed some things up. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about her now. So we put her in debuff. Put her in debuff because she's just going to kill a unit and debuff their attack stats. Like, that's what right. she's going to do. Like, you can take, you know, easily four wounds on them, and now they're at second ranks. Their attacks completely debuffed. They're half dead. You know, it's an uphill battle with her. So before we started the episode, I asked Dakota, I said, is it a problem if, and this is what I was referring to. I had Mance Raider at my number one debuff mm-hmm. and I had Melisandre at my number two. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the episode, we are doing what are your top five overall? And I had Melisandre at number one. <laughs> and I'm like, is that a problem that I don't consider her the best in in this kind of debuff category, but I consider her the best in CU. And we said, yeah, but now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, well, 
maybe it's not a problem because we're only looking at debuff there, mm-hmm. whereas yeah. overall NCUs, we're looking at the whole picture. I think she's going to go back. Yeah, I can I, I could see her maybe being in like the debuff category as lower, but I just think she's a, one of the best NCUs. I won't spoil where she's at on my top five, uh, but she's <laughs> just she is just oppressive. I mean, you're yeah, like she's a she's a hassle. She's real bad. Yeah. The uh, I mean, I don't think that I don't think there's anything wrong with her being five points or anything that she does. I don't think she needs to be nerfed or changed or nothing. I think she's perfect for like thematically what she does, but she is a, a force to be reckoned with. And I like that's even come from using her because I know I've like used her a couple times now, and it's sometimes not as easy to use her when you're taking the wounds on your own unit because you're like, man, I gotta pull three wounds off a unit, or maybe like, oh hey, like. I just want to use one or two. And then you're like, man, if I'd have just actually done the three, like she can be a hassle on yourself for having to take wounds. I haven't used her yet. I haven't played against her yet, but obviously perfect world kind of scenario. If you're running Ramsey in a unit and you use her to double crown zap that unit, there is a, decent chance at least decent if not better than decent that you kill that unit Mm -hmm. you could activate her take the minus three have that unit take a panic test they're going to be at one d3 plus six wounds if they fail and then you take the crown zone now they're at one d3 plus three wounds Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about potentially doing 15 wounds in panic damage by her claiming the crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she, it's like, holy hell. Yeah, she she's a force. I mean, the thing is, there is some counters to her that are pretty good, like um, like a high sparrow list. Like, she doesn't mm-hmm. do well against them because their morale is super high. Like, you're only get the, getting them to take a panic test at minus seven which isn't even great. Like that's average. So right. you could pass it and give yourself three wounds. Um, and then just the, like the amount of healing that also comes out of that exact same list is super nuts. So I mean, yeah. she does have some counters. Like she's not broken by any means. Yep. And I did not pick the high sparrows in one of my commanders and then <laughs> drawing a Baratheon player in the first game. I'm like, I wish I would have taken high sparrow. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, when I how saw, how do I go about this without high sparrow? Right. Now? Yeah. When I, when I saw that you didn't take him, I was like, Oh, like, okay. Like that, that's a little bit relieving, but yeah. Um, okay. So, so we, on to the control list. All right. Onto the control list. There is only five of these in here anyways. Hey, cool. I only did five. Um, all right, so go ahead and you go first. Your number five. My number five, I put Peter Baelish. Okay. Just because he... Do you not have him in your control at all? No, I do. He's not at five. Okay, so. okay. Um, yeah, because he, you know, he can sit here, but he can do this thing over here. The reason he's at five for me is that your opponent can also do the thing that you just did, mm-hmm. which is oftentimes like if i'm gonna leave the heel open because i'm thinking in my head like maybe i can get a double heel here well i'm also leaving it open for my opponent which Mm -hmm. may be okay it might not be something they care about 
if they're a very zone specific army and they're not zones that I want, like let's say you're playing him in Lannisters, you're playing against Free Folk or Starks. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really care for the maneuver zone, kind of care for the attack, but whatever. But I'm going to put him on one of them zones and kind of do this other thing over here that I would rather do. Right. So he went to five. Um, yeah, I'll talk about him more later. I do have him further list. So um, my number five, I actually have Olena Tyrell. Um, one thing I haven't used short or played against her, so she's at five. So I'm kind of not sure on really how she'll work. The one thing that I mainly like is so she can basically turn off an NCU, not let them use their abilities or influence anything like that. Um, but she's five points. The majority of the other NCUs on this list are four points or three points. So I don't think it's very cost effective to use a five point NCU to shut down a lower cost thing. I feel like I'm cheating myself by doing that. Like it's not efficient. Um, Hmm. That's a good point. That's why I have her at five. Like she's really good. Like, yeah, she can stop, you know, Mance Raider, Walter Frey, Melisandre. If you're like the first player. If she activates before them. Correct. Yeah. So like she can be really good, but she's always affecting a lower costed NCU. If she would be four points, she would be amazing. But she's five points, so it's a little tough, I think, to like rank her higher. It's just it turns into like a cost effectiveness when you're building your army for really shutting down an NCU. That's, that's it makes sense. It. it makes sense. because um, she's just they lose abilities. Right? Yeah, um, I will pull her card up and we will talk about it quick. It is so she is. NCU loses all abilities to the end of the round. Yeah. Yep. For um, uh, for some reason, I was thinking that she was that they also could not activate. No, no, they can still activate, but they lose abilities um, hmm. till the end of the round. So you activate her first. You can put her on any NCU, shut them off for the round. Even if you activate her second, like the only one. Uh, well, she could technically, even if she's not the first to activate, make a unit, make an NCU lose their abilities if they're influencing. Right. Um, yeah. But like a, uh, like a Walder Frey, like she's a hard counter to a Walder Frey, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they're still doing a wound. Yeah, for some reason, because I, I ranked her higher <laughs> in my list, and I was thinking that it was lose all abilities and cannot activate, or cannot activate if they haven't already activated or something yeah i would i would i would i think it might she might be like need to turn down a point or if she was given that where like they can't activate then she'd be worth five points and then she'd be near the top of this list like she'd be very good um yeah but just i don't know i feel like she's a she's very good but just not cost effective for what she's doing um all right so going into number four who do you have at four i have wait uh, yeah four I have Alistair Florent at number four. Okay, I also have Florent at four. I really like his... You have to play him a couple of times before you realize, like, okay, this is when I want to use his ability. And it pairs really well with things like Brawn, um, Stormcrow, Lieutenants, things like that where you're like, I want the Wealth Zone all the time. You can, if you Alistair and Shira, you can 
you're probably going to have that well sown the first four rounds if you want it or rounds two through five or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I put Florin at four because, like, if I want a zone, I can have that zone four rounds a game. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. I had him at four because he's only a twice per game type of thing. And I always feel like you um I guess you could have him five times a game because you're three and then your opponent's two. I kind of misspoke, but continue. yeah, yeah. But his ability, it's only twice a game. Um, probably the right amount. I always hate, like I said earlier, I don't like it when they have a limited amount per game, even though it is twice. So technically, like, yeah, you're getting five times per game the zone you want. Do you feel is... like you resource hoard? You're like, uh, I'm not going to use it yet. I'm going to yeah, save it. And I... then you end up going, shit, I wish I would have used it. Yeah, I feel like I resource ward, or I don't use him as effectively. I feel like you also have to pair him with something that wants a zone, like Braun. Right. Where, yes. like, I don't want to take that wealth zone yet, but I'm going to activate Florent. You know, you can take the exact attack zone, flip him over to the wealth zone, um, and get it. I feel like he has to pair with something, though. Like, you can't just be using him to use him. Um, and then one pair that I really like him with is, like, with Peter Baelish, because... Say you go first, you can put Baelish on, like, on the wealth, take the zone you want, and then you can Florent, you know, a different zone you want, and then block that zone somehow. Like, it just works really well, but he always has to be paired with something else. Like, it can't just be him, or you're never going to, like, use both of his tokens effectively. True, true. Because like, I've, I've used him just in, like, the basic Baratheon starter box, and sometimes it's like, all right, I don't know what to do with him because... You know, you're maybe you're running two NCUs, and you're like, I I just want to get to the tactic zone, right? So just use him on that zone, and it just it just doesn't work sometimes. Where you're like, that wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Correct. Okay, so you're number three, right? My number three, I actually have Joffrey Baratheon. Okay. Um, I think he could have went a little higher on this list, and we have him in control just because he's all about controlling zones. Right. Basically, he always gets that crown zone, which is super strong. And then the one play that I think is really good with him, which I know Carl's done this before, Joffering, the wealth zone, and then you just you basically have everything that the Lannisters want yep. in one activation. You just yep. light your whole deck on fire, all your attachments, your mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah, he's really he's really good. I mean, I like I know people don't play him a lot. I think he's one of the best. Lannister NCUs he uses because you don't Shh. you don't, don't have to worry don't, don't tell have, people that <laughs> you don't have to worry about taking hit the crown zone with him you can be like oh yeah I want to take that combat zone putting him on there and then it's like oh I have the crown and the combat zone woo it's, yep. he just I, like I don't think the panic tokens even like that bad of a thing like it's like yes it can turn into wounds but if you're playing your army correctly, it doesn't matter. Like, say you have a guard captain on, like, a guardsman, which, which is a target maybe for that panic token. It doesn't matter. Like, you're only going to take one wound if they want to expend it. And if right. not, that token's just going to sit there the whole game. Like, you know, it's kind of a waste if that's, like, the only decent option. Yep. So I will, uh, I'll save my Joffrey comments for when we get to Joffrey. Okay, so you're number three then. I put, reluctantly, I wanted to leave his eunuch ass off this list altogether because he made me so mad in our uh, campaign but i put varies 
because he can work and he just doesn't work for me, which fine, whatever. Screw that guy. He's a jerk. <laughs> um, no, he, he is really nice with giving you that shut off the zone or the NCU. He's been buffed and debuffed, what, four times now, I think, throughout he, the game. He's been the one thing in the game that's changed the most. Yeah, because it used to be you could burn all his tokens at once. And then they changed it to when you can only burn one token at a time. And then he went to five points. Mm-hmm. And then he come back to he came four back to- points, but you have to do it when they activate. hey i'm activating mance raider okay now i decide whether or not i'm going to try to vary you yes so yeah if you know if your dice don't hate you he's great if your dice decide that they didn't want to play today well he's just a token on the tactics board yeah, but yeah he's very very fluctuant off of those dice yeah in you know, it's it's hard to argue mathematics, but I should not fail a 67% chance four times in one game. Yeah. So to put this into perspective, the last game that we played, Carl had Varus and he missed all four. I missed all four. Which, yeah, that's bad. Like, it's just statistically not really possible, but it happened. I mean, it was awful. Um but yeah, okay, so going into, I will do my number two now, because I was, okay. he was at year three. So my number two, I have Peter Baelish. Um, he, I think he's a little tricky to use, but I think he turns like the chess game of the tactics board up to 11 when you bring him, because all of a sudden it turns into, I have him and it's like, okay, like I want to control that well zone. I'm going to take the well zone and then hit the combat zone. And then your opponent goes, man, he left that combat zone open now, but I didn't want to take it. Like now you have to take it or he's going to just, you're going to put your next NCU on it. Like you can dictate where you can almost dictate where your opponent is going to put their NCUs because it's like, it's almost like letting you double down on the ones you want. And while you're just controlling the ones um, like you need to control, but like you don't necessarily want their effects. That's why I think he's pretty good. It's just like, he gets that like math puzzle going where you're just like, all right, like this is what I want to do. This is really my going to mess my opponent all the way up. Um, yep. And you can block like, oh, like I'm going to go first. Like, all right, I'm going to put him on the maneuver zone and then take the combat zone playing a Stark. And you're like, man, I needed that maneuver zone to hit like my swift advance better or something like that. It just throws a wrench into a lot of things. And that once again ties into how beautifully thematic some things are in this game. Yep. Baelish turning the tactics zone or the tactics board up to eleven, mm-hmm. like that's literally his whole shtick. Like that's what he does. Beautiful. Um, my number two, Lady Olena, mm-hmm. and like I said, I think part of that was because I was thinking that she just shut the NCU completely off for the right. round. But now that she, I still like that she, you, I. If especially if you bring two high profile NCUs, mm-hmm. yeah, like you don't know, like I might not always shut off. Obviously, if, if you bring Frey, I'm most likely shutting off Walder Frey. Mm-hmm. But if you bring two that are a little more even, like I get to kind of play a mind game with you on who I'm going to shut off with Lady Olena. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, the one thing I think with her that is just the negative, like why she was at my five, is say I'm playing Starks and I bring Arya and Sansa. Right, she's wasted. 
she's wasted in that game and she's basically the cost of both of them like yes they do have yeah. like one those are more versatile ncus but she's just not gaining what she brought yeah like the the big thing is is like using her own water fray that's five points or melisandre that's five points like she can do mm. that like she's really good for that but like she's just wasted on you know little ncus yeah like if you're going up like the sansa aria like if you activate Sansa before I get to activate Lady Olena, now her ability is just completely wasted for the game. Yeah, and you really technically can't stop Arya. With no, her. you can't. Nope. Because Arya's is the beginning of a round, and then she has to activate and claim the zone before she does anything. So she can't True. even, she so can't even she touch Arya. she cannot her. touch Arya. So, I mean... Hmm. Um, um, all right, so she was your two... Um, pre- I mean, I don't think... Th- we didn't mention either of our ones yet. We both had them in very different spots. Um, actually, no, we had them in like opposite spots. So my number one, I had Varys at number one. Okay. He's my number three. Yep. Um, and then I'm pretty sure you have Joffrey at one. And he I have Joffrey at one. Yep. And he's my number three. Um, and well, mine will be quick. Um, <laughs> once again, we go back to this, this borderline auto include idea. If I'm bringing Lannisters, if I don't bring Joffrey in a list, you can bet that he was in that list until the very last moment mm-hmm. because he just gives me so much flexibility. And I really like Kingsguard attachments and I don't want a chance not getting the crown zone. Yep. So I'm going to bring Joffrey. I'm going to probably bring a unit of Stormcrows. That way I can Joffrey to the wealth zone, get my free attack. I've, I've talked about this snowball before yeah i mean it's just such a good thing i mean even you know storm crows with preston greenfield in it like something super good it's probably my favorite big wambo combo that i consistently pull off Mm -hmm. so yeah i put joffrey at my most important control in cu yeah i yeah he he was a little lower just because I think the other two, I think they were neutral. So I have Varys at number one. I think the other two went a little higher for me just because they're neutral and everybody can bring them. Um, but I had Varys at one. I know Carl, Carl's a little salty on him because he really wasn't very great in the last game. <laughs> but just the fact of when he's out there and when he has those tokens on him being like, all right, I have Mance Raider here. I have to be like, all right, I'm going to activate Mance. And you got to wait for that dice roll to be like, what zone do I want to take? And obviously like he's gonna either like turn off the ncu or the zone he could just throw a wrench in some things Mm -hmm. um i know in the list i ran i had mance and then two ncus that their secondary effects was to replace the zone so it was easy for you to go like oh yeah i'll use them here and just cancel the zone because then you're canceling their effects also so he can just like double down and i think he's at that perfect i think four points is a great cost for him because he doesn't seem wasted shutting off a three-point ncu and he doesn't seem like he get, like gains value when he can stop a five point NCU. Like, and the only NCU that he can't stop is Melisandra, which because um, simultaneous triggers, right? But that's why I mean that's why I think he's good. He he can't stop maybe arguably the best NCU in the game is the only one that he you know he can't touch. But true. Um. All right. So that does it for control. Now we are on to the versatility 
Um, right. The yeah. redheaded stepchildren that we didn't really know where to put them. Yeah, they all kind of just got thrown in here because it's like, well, they do like three different things. Yes. Um, okay, so we'll just stick with our top five because there is um, nine of them total. Oh, wow. Yeah, there, there ended up being quite a few that got shrunked into this whole versatility thing. Um, why don't we start with you give us your number five. My number five, I went with Ygritte. Hmm, okay. Uh, she gives me, you get the zone that you take, and then I have the option if I want to, maybe you influenced one of my units with a, an NCU, I can re-influence my unit and take your unit off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my attachment abilities if I have an attachment in that unit. But, you know, that might be something I'm willing to do. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm going to influence one of your units and potentially shut off an attachment. If you choose to leave her on there and shut off that attachment, fine. If not, you have to randomly discard a card. So that's kind of, you know, her activating. A lot of things are going to happen right there. I'm going to take a zone. I'm going to influence. I'm either shutting off an attachment or an NCU or you're discarding a card. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening there. Yeah, I I agree with all that. Yeah, she's, you know, she's three she's, points. she's going to do one of three things for three points. I mean, like she's, she's going to pop. You know, she's going to do something. Um, all right. My number five, I had uh, Marjorie Tyrell. Um, okay. Haven't used her. I feel like through the theory crafting, I think she can be pretty good, you know, paired with the Rose Knights. She's kind of maybe more of a heal. But, you know, basically she can, when she claims a zone, she can either heal one wound or deal one wound. If she hits some Rose Knights, she can um, heal a wound on them, which makes them, if somebody's engaged, deal a wound. So, like, you're getting double effect and then also she can just like snipe out stark wolves so it's like all right like i'm gonna activate deal you one wound maybe make you heal them or just next round kill that wolf Um, so she can be pretty good in like killing some activations out uh she might she might need changed a little bit i do think she might be a little weak for four points she might need to be a three-pointer she uh, I, don't, I just i just don't know i just i don't have enough data to to back that up though she cannot snipe a wolf uh she's it, an infantry oh it is infantry you're right yes. i did forget about that i remember reading that and was like oh yeah that so yeah so she can't even snipe a wolf um that might be one thing that she might need change where it's just like deal one wound to whatever um so i'm I got to get some more data on her, but I do think she's probably in the top five of this list. Okay. She was your number five, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. All right. Number four. Yes. Number four for me, I have Lady Val. Um, I also have Lady Val. She's pretty straightforward at number four. I mean, she's just replacing the zone with the maneuver zone, which is really, really good for free folk and just like supercharging their maneuverability with like a harmalist or like a Harma attachment in there where all of a sudden it's like, man, you just maneuvered three units up in my face and I was not ready for that. Like, right. They can really get it going. Um, she's only at four though, just because she's a replace effect. So you might not always use that one to do it, but at three points, it doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. As much. No. Yeah. At four, um, I really enjoy lady Val as that third NCU in the list, usually. 
just because that is such a great effect to be able to just have wherever you put her Mm -hmm. the free retreat especially if i've out activated you you're all activated i still have lady vow and maybe Mm -hmm. another unit in my pocket i free retreat them laterally and then activate them charge the flank of something else yeah yeah like you thought we were tied up over here and now i just moved um yeah a free retreat what are you going to average there probably eight inches Mm-hmm. And then you average another eight on a charge. Like, there you go. I just moved halfway across the board after you've activated everything that you have. Yeah, I, she just can spiral some stuff and get really crazy. Um, okay, continuing on. Number three. Carl, who did you have at number three? My number three, I have Marjorie. Okay, all right. Uh, because I. Really like the thought of, first off, there's almost nothing annoying in this game besides failing varies four times in one game, like Mm -hmm. leaving one model on a unit. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, son of a, having something, a tool, no matter how rare it will be to deal with that problem. I'm Mm -hmm. so on board. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Um, And then... You know, like versatility to me is like she's activating, she's gonna grab a zone, and then she can affect five, six, eight, maybe more different units out there. I can mm-hmm. put her wherever I want. If I need one wound over here back to get a rank, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. If I need one wound over here to deal to maybe drop you a rank or kill a unit altogether, like. I'm going to go ahead and do that too, or, you know, whatever I want there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She gives me a lot of options and flexibility. Yeah. She, she does give you a lot of options. Yes. I, and a lot of NCUs, like your opponent knows where that, what that NCU is going to try to do before you do it. Mm-hmm. Her on the other hand, you don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she can kind of go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So my number three, I, I had Craster at number three. Okay. Um, even though he is a replace effect, again, um, the same as Lady Val is, his replace effect is good for Free Folk and it's good for Night's Watch. So it's if you throw him in a Night's Watch list, you're getting just a little bit of heal on those Swarm Bros or those Vets, and then you're getting a card. So he's like feeding into that Night's Watch need for card draw um, on replacing it, where you're like, oh, I'm going to take the Crown Zone. And you're like, I don't really care about the Crown Zone effect. I'd rather just get his effect. Mm-hmm. And he's three points, so like a three-point NCU to throw into that list I think is pretty good. And obviously it's just, you know, having options. Obviously yep. he's the replace effect, but it's just having that option to be like, I don't like that zone. I want to get a wound back in a card. Yep. Or maybe you do want the heal zone, mm-hmm. but you don't have a condition token on you. So you're like, well, instead of three heals, I'm mm-hmm. just going to get two in a card. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that kind of speaks to his versatility a little bit. He can do the same thing you wanted to do, but he can do it a little different still. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of the same thing for maybe even the tactic zone, you know. You wanted to take tactic zone, but you took the card and a baby heal instead. Yes. Um so all right, so your number two. So my number two, I have Shira E roll at number two. 
Um, okay. She is very good. Um, just because when she activates and if she claims the tactic zone, she can remove a token or place a token. And then the same thing on the wealth zone when she, like, obviously that zone is your remove a token, but she can also place a token. So you're like doubling down on just, you're always going to be able to place a token on one of the zones and always going to be able to remove a token on one of the zones. Um, the one thing is, is you have to get her on one of those two zones, which kind of cuts down on her versatility. Um, yeah, that, she, does, she does pair with, you know, getting onto that wealth zone which maybe you might not want to take it, but you're like, okay, like I can still place a token. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel pigeonholed with her sometimes? Like oh, if you don't place her on one of them two zones, it's a waste, but you're not ready to place one of your more expensive NCUs yet. <laughs> yeah, I do, but I, I've been trying to throw some Storm Crows in my list somewhere, and I feel like I'm like, she's excelling because it's like, all right, well, I'm going to throw her on the wealth zone and attack with this unit and then also place a vulnerable or a weekend or a panic probably you know, probably a weekend and then if there was a token on me take it off so i think she like gets turned up when you throw some storm crows on a list with the baratheons well you wouldn't to... be able to take that token off because yeah, you're you replacing could. the wealth no, zone. no no you don't you, you sure oh wait yeah you're right you yeah. don't get to I might have played that wrong once, but either way, <laughs> either way, you know, you still get the, you're still getting more benefit out of her with the storm crows. Right, right. And like, you don't feel, I don't feel as pigeonholed because sometimes it's like, man, I really want to get on that wealth zone. And then like, she's the best option, mm -hmm. but you're like, that seems like a waste almost. Okay. My number two, I put Jock and Hagar, Ooh. The, the five point Jock and Hagar in here because the thought of maybe being able to kill all of your attachments just makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And he gets his zone and then he influences this unit and he's most likely going to at least do a wound, which we kind of go back to this uh, Marjorie thing again. Like mm -hmm. what if you only have one wound left? Like that's where he's going. I don't yep. care if it's an attachment. I don't care what's going on. I want to try to kill that unit for nothing basically mm -hmm. so I I, yeah. I put him I put him at two because once again I can influence like anything on your side of the field so yeah I so I put him at I'll just I'm gonna talk about him real quick I put him at six I really didn't know where to put him at six because I've never used him um I, I think I haven't used him yet I think I've seen him used like once in a game or something and it was just like I, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know how he'd be. And I kind of was like looking at his cost compared to everybody else out of these nine. And I'm like, well, he's the most expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so that may, might have played a factor in it. Maybe it shouldn't have because it's crazy. I mean, I've, I've, I think the one game I saw, it was like, there was like a Tywin's mad dog and he claimed the combat zone on the first round and he killed that attachment. And it was just like, oh, well, there goes three points of the opponent's army and, it, right. like, it wrecked their whole plan. You, you get know? your get your money worth out of him real quick there. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. He also, he benefits from a zone that you usually want anyways. Yeah. The combat mm -hmm. zone. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I did have him lower. Um, all right. So who is your number one? I'm not sure who your number one is. And My number one is Craster. Okay. Just, yeah. you know, everything we said, he, if you want maybe just a little bit of heal, he can give you that and a card. Maybe you want just one card. You can get that card and some heal. Maybe you want to 
block your opponent and then you get some benefits still. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's three points. He can go in two different factions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which just screams versatility. It's, yeah, I put Craster my number one most versatile NCU. He's only three points, which leads to more list versatility. So it's yes. all the good stuff there. All right. So my number one might be out of left field here is going to be Ygritte. Wow. The only reason I'm throwing Ygritte at one, like she's going to do one of three things. You might not always know what she's going to do, but it's going to be good. And she just really swings above her weight class. Um, Because if you bring like an influence, like an NCU influence, um, either like say like a Walter Frey and you bring a giant, well, you can put Ygritte on that and then like not care about the attachment because there's no attachment. And also it's like, Oh, like Walter Frey doesn't make a difference anymore. Not that Walter right. Frey's free folk, but like she turns him off. Oh, I'm bringing Starks and I'm bringing like Roderick or Catelyn. You're going to make me discard a card to get her off of you. Like I will always discard that card, but you're still making me discard a card. It Which just start cards can be very important. Exactly. Yeah. Like she's going to do a lot of th- like important things against your opponent and it just makes it really tough um i just think i think she's really good i think she's maybe a little underrated um but she just she can just really swing up in the whole scheme of the game yeah i think she gets outshined by the other free folk ncus i would agree yeah mance Steyer, craster like most people i think would put them three above her just right off the bat and not even think about it mm-hmm. yep but yeah, like you said, when she activates, she's going to do, technically, she's going to do, like, two or three of, like, five different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's so she's many things. She's going to get the zone, she's going to maybe shut off one of your NCUs, maybe shut off one of your attachments, mm-hmm. maybe make you discard a tactics card, Uh, you know, maybe shut off one of your NCUs on one of my units, like, all kinds of stuff. It's, mm-hmm. she, yeah, I don't have any issue with you putting her all the way up at number one. Mm-hmm especially yeah. with things that are maybe a little less tried and true, like Jockin and Marjorie and such. Yeah. yeah. I just haven't seen them enough to maybe put them up higher, but she's definitely a contender. All right. So your top five in ZUs, who's All your right. number five? All right. So my top five, my number five, I have Bowen Marsh. Okay. I have um, Bowen at my number four. Okay, yeah, Bowen at five. He just he does what Night's Watch want to do and like get those tactics cards. He like feeds that engine, and he just does mm-hmm. it so well. I mean, you can try to sh- like you can shut him off, and it don't matter almost because then it's like, oh well, I have Amon who I'm just going to heal my butt off, and then if you go to try to turn turn Amon off or something, like he's going to draw, draw a bunch of cards. It just yep. it, it gets crazy with him. Like, yeah, um, I put. I put Tyrion at my number five. Ooh, okay. Just because as especially some commanders more than others in the Lannister faction, like the mountain, mm-hmm. I'm bringing Tyrion in that list because it's very important to have the mountains cards in his yep. hand at the right time. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think so much as a commander that basically says, Oh, I'm going to go try to kill my opponent. I'm going to go try to table him. Yep. But when you get into like what his cards do, and 
you're like, oh, yeah, I need as many cards in my hand as possible. I'm bringing Tyrion. Like I said, every every Lannister list for me, if it doesn't have Joffrey, it definitely has Tyrion. Mm-hmm. I don't bring them together a lot. I don't know why. But, yes, Tyrion, yeah. I feel like, is very, very, very important to what the Lannisters are trying to do. I could put Tyrion in my honorable mentions. Um, I think one thing that might be underrated with Tyrion, I didn't even mention this earlier, I think a place for him to shine with Lannisters is in a, um, a I just forgot the name. High Sparrow? A, a Jamie list. No, a Jamie list. Ah. Because yeah. Jamie is another one. He's card hungry for his cards, and Jamie can recycle his cards that have been started. So if you're getting more in your hand, and then you're discarding, and then just redrawing them when Jamie activates, you're... Yes, that's a that's a very good point. I try to play Lannisters. I might throw Jamie out there as my commander with him like an NCU and just see if it can be effective. I think that's like a really I think that could be a decent combo. Don't know for sure, but I think it could be good. Right. Okay. So your number four. My number four, I have Mancerator at four. Okay. Like Mancerator is Mancerator's in my list, but he's a little <laughs> higher yet. Yeah, uh, he. I think the debuffs are the most powerful, and him being at four might say who's up my list a little bit. Uh, but he's at four. We, we've already discussed him. Okay. Um, my number four is Bowen Marsh. Okay. For the whole, like, he is the epitome of what Night's Watch tries to do. Yep. And at three, he was an auto-include. At four, he's nine-tenths of an auto-include for Night's yep. Watch. Mm-hmm. All right, your number three, uh, Steyer. Ooh, I didn't, I didn't have Steyer in mind, even, even though he is very good. Yeah, I just the auto wounds is, you know, Steyer to the combat zone. I'm giving you auto wounds, and I'm attacking at least twice, probably, mm-hmm. maybe in the right list. You could, you know, if you Steyer, uh. Tormund unit, you get some mm-hmm. auto run, maybe some counter charge. I mean, that's an attack you could see go off three or four times this round, mm-hmm. or you're effectively doubling the damage of a giant. Yep. It's like, yeah. 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 I, I he like, definitely could have been included. I didn't include any of the buffs in my list. I think buff can sometimes fall to the wayside compared to the other categories that we That's had. true. Just because buff I, is like straightforward, you know. Right. My thinking was put Steyer in any other faction. Like yes. does does he become an auto include? He if not, he's very good still. Exactly. <laughs> That's why he made number three of my overall list. Yeah. All right. So number three for me, which you might be shocked on this one, I have Varus. Um <sighs> Bald he's, bastard. he just I think he's just <laughs> the one the main the main thing is I think he's very cost effective for what he can do shut off three pointers he can shut off all but one five pointer if you don't know what ncu to take or you're new to the game throw varus in there like he'll do some good stuff for you half the time theoretically um and if not like you still have an ncu that can claim the board and you're not going to be like oh should i replace the effect or and use him pretty effectively because it's just off of your opponent activating an ncu you don't have to worry about replacing any zones. Like you just take whatever zone you want to put them on, but you can like stop your opponent from doing stuff. I think he's pretty easy to use and 
effective in them what he does. Right. I mean, you're almost never wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're never. You're usually you know, never wrong, and you'll get a feel for it pretty quick mm-hmm. as a newer player. Like, oh, like, do I really care if they take the tactic zone right now? Like, no, I'll keep this in my pocket. Do I care if they take the attack zone? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think varies is a, a great recommendation for new players. Yep. All right. My num- my number two. Uh, we've already talked about. I put Mance Raider at number two. Okay. Um. Because once put, again, I was thinking about that. Put him in any other faction, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, I put um, Walter Frey at my number two. Just, I mean, obviously he's like the exact same as Mance Raider. He's just a little bit easier to use for his five points. Like he can be tough at times if your opponent's like committing to counterplay you on him, but you're still getting him three times, three rounds a game. Right, um, right. So it's not a complete waste. Um, and he's just going to be effective in like turning off like cavaliers and knights and like anything with a lot of abilities is uh, that's going to suck getting attacked with. Um, so he was my number two. He's just he's really strong. You see him in a bunch of lists. So I'm going to go ahead and assume we have the same number one here. Oh yeah, we definitely probably have the same number one. Melisandre. Yep, Melisandre. Oh my goodness, she just she alone makes me want to play Baratheon. Like, like mm-hmm. I can't wait to get my hands on the Baratheon heroes and actually play them. I won't play them against you because I know you'll most likely be bringing Baratheons. Mm-hmm. But if you're not bringing Baratheons, I'm probably going to bring Baratheons. I've always been a big fan of the panic stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Weeper fan of my Free Folk. I really like my anything Lannister, really. Mm-hmm. And that groove that she digs in the panic just it, it i'm so excited yeah absolutely she to just, use her and never ever i don't think to play against her yeah she's just a terror i think i the night is dark and full of terrors it is and <laughs> like the one thing that i think i love most about her is just she's so thematic where it's like you're gonna sacrifice your own guys but it's gonna do some good stuff for you yep um and i mean like she does have some counterplay aspects that are pretty steep where it can make it tough but overall what would you say those counter play aspects are oh so uh, since i know i'm gonna play you tomorrow i'll just tell you man (laughs) Uh, like i said earlier like the the high sparrow counters her very well just because everything he he buffs morale on his own so all of a sudden it's like oh that unit did have a seven morale well then you bumped it to a five now i'm gonna take it to an eight like an eight's not unreasonable to pass and then if you pass it, I'm just taking wounds, and now I gotta like try to regain my wounds, and it's almost like dictating what zones I want to take. Right. Um, True. And then if you take some specific attachments, you can't really target them with it because it's like, oh, well, they're just gonna use that attachment. Um, if you know what attachment I'm talking about, hint, hint. <sighs> maybe, but, maybe we'll see. Is it but, a Lannister attachment? No, it's not. Oh, maybe I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> it might be. But like there's there's definitely just some things that you can do that like play off of it. So it she isn't completely out the window broken. I think she's really great for her cost. So No, yeah, I I I'm not saying she's broken. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, saying w- we have to we have to wait and find out. I I think um 
I think if they changed her, I don't know if I'd be happy about it. I like that. I like that nobody can stop her except for like Olena, like activating first before her. All right. So that does it for our top five NCUs. And then we've talked basically through every NCU. Um, if we didn't mention them, they basically ended up being an honorable mention in their category. Um, we, you know, we talked about quite a few except for some of our versatility ones. Um, but that was just because when, when you break it, five. when you break it down like this, mm -hmm. I thought there was more healing. Yeah, I did too. That was the one thing that surprised me because when we, we tore it apart, I was like, oh yeah, there'll be a few healing. It's like, there's only three healers in the whole game. Yeah, there's only three. I mean, you could consider Marjorie, but one wound potentially around, mm -hmm. I don't consider that healing. Yeah, like theoretically, like she can heal for max on her activation. Like if she activates, heals, and then takes the belt zone and heals. Right, but, but I meant just like from her alone. Yeah, from her alone, it's only six a game. Maybe that's if you deal zero wounds. Yeah, it's if you deal zero wounds and you go six rounds. Yeah, which she she has some synergies mm -hmm. that we've we're seeing now with the Rose Knights. Um, we're yeah. probably going to see more, but just at face value, yeah, I I, I don't consider her a healer. She's yeah, a I, I utility. I consider her a heal like I do – like Craster is a better heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, another thing I would say I was surprised with is I was thinking there was a lot more NCUs that just outright buffed units, mm -hmm. almost more like Catelyn and Roderick. But then when we broke it down, it's like, man, like there's not really that many like outright combat buff NCUs. Yeah. Like yeah, it's more the, like a little like maybe an extra dice or an extra something or something here, something you know, not just like oh yeah, here's critical blow, Merry Christmas. Yeah, the the strongest categories are the control versatility and debuff. Mm -hmm, yep. Which if you would have just asked me before doing this, I, I don't think I would have realized that. Yeah, I I, I think I would have said like probably buff and card draw. I would have thought were much more mm -hmm. prevalent and the card draw yeah we only got four there and one of them is sansa she's not even a legitimate card draw yeah i guess she's... technically neither is Tyrion, but yeah, i mean yeah i mean yeah technically Tyrion isn't really either but like yeah sansa's only once a game redraw a card so you're not like gaining more yeah she... yeah. yeah just the the limited factor in some of these categories was surprising yep it's that. interesting breaking stuff down like this sometimes and seeing kind of these things mm -hmm. Whew, so on on our youtube channel we do have games two three and four from the first mini campaign we ran the mm -hmm. free folk versus neutrals if you haven't heard me complain about it enough yet mm -hmm. uh you could go check those out and watch some absolutely horrendous neutral play and we will have hopefully our games at least on the YouTube channel, if not the live streams for the tabletop simulator event we have coming for Gamers Haven in Cleveland. And hopefully we kind of get into some painting stuff. We've talked mm -hmm. about maybe doing like a painting episode where we go as far as streaming with video 
in you know kind of showing some of maybe our favorite units we've done or some different things that we've done or whatever there or even streaming painting itself i know i've done it in the past i i, I wouldn't mind doing it in recording that and even having that kind of content for the youtube channel so if you guys have any suggestions out there let us know like we're we're all ears here yeah we're definitely open for suggestions and even if we do you know go the painting route maybe streaming that just to let you know i'm not a great painter so it'll make you feel good about your painting skills um even though i am getting better i would say i you're definitely getting better <laughs> I, I meant to tell you that uh I just dropped a miniature and I'm afraid to move my chair and smash it because it is a basically finished pyromancer. I'm very scared right now. Um, yes, I've been telling you that the other day. I was looking at some of your stuff and I'm like, ah, he's thinning his paints and put applying them much more smoothly than you were. When did you start painting? Eight months ago? Yeah, so I've been painting for about eight months because I didn't actually start the miniatures hobby until about an exact year ago when I got into A Song of Ice and Fire. Still, this is obviously the game game I play. So pretty new to the whole painting and doing all this stuff. But yeah, I would say that my skills are improving. And if I ever paint and it's not very good, it's because I really didn't care when I was doing it. Um, but it is getting better. Some units it is harder to care for sure. Yeah, I'm, I've done about six units of Sworn Swords, and I don't care. Like, in the last three, I haven't cared. I don't think I'm going to paint the belts on them because you're not going to see them. Like, they're, they're, they're table ready. <laughs> you just mix them in yeah, with the other four or five units. Like, one of you goes in this one. Yep. That's what I did, Um, like, four units of Free Folk Raiders and, like, two units of Trappers, and I was like, okay, I'm starting to really not care what these guys look like. I need to step away from them for a while. Yeah. And I, then I'll come back to them eventually when I'm like, okay, let's, I, I, cause I don't want to not care. Yeah. To just have things painted on the table. Yeah. I, w I would agree with that. Um, and I think doing the repetition of the same units, it really helps. Um, sorry, we're trying to kind of get into a painting thing, but like once you do, like, <laughs> Once you do the same model so many times, like you get good at them because you're like, oh, I've painted this stance on a sword sword about 30 times now. Like I know what I'm doing and you can fix your problems that you're like the challenges that you might have had that first time. So now that you have them all done, you know, it's right around the corner, right? Mm. Sworn sword nerf. Oh yeah. If they, <laughs> if they ever change sworn sword, I mean, I don't know if. I don't know if I would ever actually field all six of my units, but I do have six units if I want to field all of them because oh I can. My God. <laughs> That's why I got them. I'm bringing Melisandre to that game. Oh, she, she, they'll just be too many for her to deal with. We'll see. <laughs> um, all all right, right, so yeah. that does it for us today. Um, thanks for joining us as we talk through all the NCUs um, and kind of where they rank. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to add, Carl? I don't. Uh, just yeah thanks for joining everybody and uh it was a good episode 10 we'll see you guys for 11 all right thanks for joining us bye